Welcome back to our next episode of the Flix Forum podcast with Jesse Heater and MJ. In this week's episode, we're looking at Netflix's 27th film, the 2017 comedy thriller, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. It's directed by Macon Blair, stars Melanie Linsky, Elijah Wood, David Yao, Jane Levy, and Devin Gray. Hello, hello, fellow hosts, co-hosts. How are you? Good. How are we going? Very, very good. Good to be together again to do another episode. Always. So, we always kick off our show with a quick fast flicks where we do a quick summary of the film and go around the table, and MJ is going to kick us off today. Awesome. Um, A quirky, direction-changing indie flick about Ruth, who thinks all people are assholes. (laughs) Sick of of falling through societal cracks, Ruth teams up with her bordering psychopathic neighbour, Tony, to track down a burglar who broke into her house, and the mismatched pair eventually find that they've clearly bitten off more than they can chew. Beautiful. Good summary. Peter. All right. After a woman has her house robbed, she's not satisfied with how the police handle the case. She decides to take matters into her own hands with the help of her eccentric neighbour. Nice. Um, I've gone... A woman struggling to come to terms with the nastiness of the world decides to take a stance and make people accountable, especially those who have wronged her. Yeah. Done and dusted. Yeah. I think we all pretty much... uh, Talking about the same sort of stuff. It's all very similar. It's we all watch the same film. Yeah, I'm glad we watch the same film. The the length of the title would uh, suggest there aren't too many films with the same <laughs> the same title for hey, this one. Did you? I found on IMDb it says this movie has a full stop at the end of the title as well. Did you notice that? But I can't find it on like the poster. Right? There was a lot of stylized stuff as well, where there was all lowercase yeah, I saw, letters. Yeah, I, I saw pretty much the whole title was supposed to be in lowercase. Lowercase. Yeah. yeah which is if you look weird. at IMDb, it's got a full stop at After. the end. At the end of the title. I don't. I think I've ever really seen that. So is there's that. Title, maybe though. that's that's deliberate to say that's the end of her story. She doesn't feel at home. Yeah. 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 Full stop. That's the end of the story. I also love how many times she says. People are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> I think everyone can relate to that. Yeah. So uh, we always like to have a little bit of a research or a little look into the background of the film. What have we worked out from this film? What have we learned? Hito? Uh, premiered at Sundance 2017 Film Festival and did pretty well there. Won the Grand Jury Prize. It did. And I think Netflix would have been very happy because they purchased the rights before it won that award too, which is good. Yeah. I was looking for that. Is that the case, is it? Because I was trying to find when Netflix purchased the rights. They purchased it before it was at Sundance, so they would have been very happy that it went on to win. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I, I had a look at the production company behind this film, XYZ Films, and I saw that at the start and I was like, I've seen that before yeah. and so this is the fourth film we've looked at that was being produced by XYZ oh, films. Wow. So they did Mercy, they did Ark, and they did iBoy as well. Oh there you go. Yeah, cool. so I thought that was pretty Obviously interesting. Pretty close with the Netflix team as well at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the director, Macon Blair, mm. so he has a cameo in the film. Yeah. So he's the guy who spoils the book in the bar for, yeah. for Ruth. <laughs> and did you read about how he was inspired for this story? It basically happened to him. <laughs> yeah. It did. Someone broke into his apartment, took his laptop, and the police did nothing. So. Yeah, yeah, so it's it was, a very it's relatable. Oh, it is. Yeah. I mean, you'd think it's a pretty common, like, or not common, but it would happen to more people than you think is a crime happens to them and they're not happy with kind of yeah. it was handled and they're like, well, what, what, what do I do about this now? Take it into your own hands. I yeah. kind of like it when, when the cops mm. were leaving her house and Ruth was like, are you going to like, seriously yeah. look yeah. at it like because yeah. that's true like no one ever asks that but everyone's just like thinking that yeah exactly. this was his uh, his first 
film as director. Hmm. He's uh, acted in a few things. Yeah, and it, he, I think he'd written two shorts, and it was his second feature film as a writer. He's gone on and written a, a few more movies after this, but yeah, his first time being the director. Hmm. What, think, a, what a familiar story. <laughs> <laughs> he was super nervous about that, though. I think he was excited by the fact that you know, when you sell your script, you kind of resign to the fact that someone else is going to do something with yeah. your work and, you know, it is what it is. And with this, I think he was excited by the fact that, you know, he can do whatever he wants, but he also got pretty nervous at the yeah. fact that it's all on me if, if it doesn't yeah. go well. He was really, real gave a, um, a glowing review, basically, of, of Netflix and how to handle themselves and how they let him have the creative control, which is something we've heard so many times, I guess, with the movies in this podcast, that, yeah, he was, was so happy that they're pretty much like, just go with what you want. Yeah, you're not listening to a previous episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new episode. It happens so often, doesn't it, now? It's, I guess, what, what, what attracts people to go with him. He also said that he, he wasn't sure if he was ever going to get a chance to direct a film again, mm. so he just wanted to put everything that he'd thought about in, in the one film, film. <laughs> just to make sure because he's like I might not ever get a chance to write a comedy I might yeah. not get a chance to write a romantic <laughs> film sorry direct a romantic film so I'm just going to put everything in <laughs> but he like the whole tone of the film is, is really fun so he's done a really good job there he did mm. the consensus it's got a pretty positive um, really does. yeah yeah, got a lot of positive reviews 89% on Rotten Tomatoes of 61 reviews cool. the audience was on 77% on over 4,500 yeah that's Pretty good, and then IMDb is at six point nine as well. So yeah. that's on nearly. And the Wetterbox was three point four out of five as well. Very high. Yeah, extremely high. Very good point. Thirty, nearly thirty-eight thousand ratings on IMDb and twenty-eight thousand on mm. Letterbox. So we've, we've done films that it's like a thousand. Yeah. So. yeah. It, it, even less than that sometimes. So. I actually didn't know about this film before I watched it. No, me neither. Um, but I also did see on my Letterbox that um, other some of my friends had already seen it. So oh, okay, they oh, must that's have, cool. Um, it must have had some sort of traction when it came out. Obviously, winning an award is something that helps. Yeah, but winning the, the Grand Jury Prize. And the fact that it released a month after Sundance as well. Like, Netflix didn't screw around. Yeah. They were like, let's get it on. Straight into it. Yeah. <laughs> it, you mentioned it won a few awards as well, yeah. rather than just Sundance, um, which is pretty impressive. What did you have here? Uh, so, it won the, uh, the Austin Film Award at the Austin Film Critics Association and also won the Golden Trailer at the Golden Trailer Awards. Did you guys watch the trailer? Um, no, I was going to say, I don't read too much in trailer awards. Oh, <laughs> I don't, I, I didn't watch the trailer beforehand, but no, because, I because I won this, I watched the trailer after the movie. I actually yeah. probably should have done that. Good trailer. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was good. Yeah, it, it, it was really good. Did yeah. it look funny? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it did look funny. Yeah. It got nominated for a lot of other awards as well. The Gotham Awards, mm. um, Horror Awards, Best Independent Film nomination. So the um, Melanie Linsky got no- nominated for an acting award as well. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. She, she did a pretty, pretty good job, I'd say, in, yeah. this, in this film. Um, so it's filmed in Portland, Oregon, from yeah, what I could see. Yeah, filmed in Portland. Did notice a few beautiful product placements. Location. Very beautiful, very beautiful product. They were drinking what cool, Coors beer the yeah. whole time. I was, I was like, oh, it made me thirsty. <laughs> you lucky Coors beer too. I don't mind it. Don't mind it for uh, like it's not in my top ten, but I can knock them back pretty easily. It's yeah, like drinking water. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else? Or do you want to talk about some characters? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Let's, go. Let's MJ, hit us up with your characters. What? Well, this uh, I liked. Um, so let's talk about Ruth. Obviously, yep. Yep. The, the main character, the the film. I think one of the main things that is poignant about her is that she's clearly depressed, mm-hmm. um, and depression is is going to become 
a main theme of the film, which is an interesting way that they treat her depression in this film. Because you're watching a film called I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore and your first 10 minutes you're seeing this this lady who's just genuinely got no faith in people. Mm, yeah. Um, but I, I like the fact that they have they do still have a little bit of fun with it and, and they they play with the notion that it is it's a super relatable thing for people to not like other people right yeah absolutely as much as <laughs> as much as we want to admit it, like just generally you, you look at someone and go I don't like that person and that's and that's just a human thing but um, I kind of like that she found that sort of meaning and assertiveness mm-hmm. by taking matters into her own hands and I think that scene where she literally doesn't take shit from people anymore yeah. by not taking that shit yeah. that's, in her, <laughs> that's in her yard um, was a really it was a really fun it was a really fun way of showing it. So she's a really strong character in the yeah. end, but like tricky and and, and you know multi layered. Yeah, Melanie yeah. Winsky did a great job. I thought she was um, good, yeah. with her performance, you're, really good. You're talking about how that that scene where she picks up the the dog, dog shit, shit and, mm-hmm. and turns around. I liked, I really liked that. And I liked the scene prior to it where she wakes up on that couch and the kid has drawn her this stegosaurus oh. picture, and it's mm-hmm. like. She's like, okay. I, she's like, I love that because that's what she's like. That's what I'm going to be now. I'm going to be like this big dinosaur who's going to stand up for myself what and go she and, say, and like, F and yeah. yeah. She did. <laughs> I didn't want to say that because I was like, <laughs> I want to try and keep the clean reading on um, our podcast. Uh, it's already sworn a couple of yeah. times. It's fine. You can say. <laughs> before we go any further, before we ruin any more yeah. of the film, we've only just tipped into the very start of the film. But if you haven't seen this film and you do want to see this film, we are going to go pretty deep into it and, and, and spoil it. We'll definitely spoil so, it. So, um, so watch the film first, then come back to us because it's going to be pretty. I can just sense. I'm looking at Heater and Jesse, and I can just sense it's going to be a pretty good conversation today. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Um, so you, you, we spoke about Ruth. Yeah. I think when you talk about her, you got to talk about Tony too. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's 100%. like the, I their chemistry. Loved Tony. Yeah, their chemistry was great, um, and I think that he was sort of that light comic relief that you needed, like you said, from her down and dark, dark yeah. sort of out sort of character. And he was sort of like they bounced really well off each other. I thought, oh. and uh, yeah, Elijah Wood was awesome. Yeah, I, th- I thought he was fantastic. I thought like he was straight up too. Like whatever she asked him, he was honest. Like you know, as soon as she has a go at him about the the. The dog droppings on the lawn like mm. he's like I'm embarrassed about that I'm yeah. sorry he's like you ask for help yeah. I get things done um, yeah. and you know and towards the end of the film where um, Ruth steals these the, art the, lawn, the tiger. lawn tiger the lawn tiger it's <laughs> not your lawn tiger no and he was upset and he's like you know um, they weren't the ones that robbed you've done something wrong to someone yeah. that didn't deserve it so you shouldn't have done it so yeah, I really liked the, the comparison between the two like he was sort of there to like keep her in line almost yeah, like that. Which, yeah. is, which is funny because he is like He's like pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's nuts. He's he nuts. does have this, you know, idea of what's good and what's bad. Yeah. So he's happy to, you know, throw his bloody his ninja nunch- stars, ninja, yeah, ninja stars <laughs> in the wall and, and throw yeah. at people. But yeah. you yeah. know, but don't steal their lawn tiger. Yeah. Nothing exactly. to do. I think also when nice touch. when Ruth first approaches him and she tells him what's happened and he like slams down the table. He's like, you know, I'm so annoyed. So I've didn't even have that happens. <laughs> yeah, he's just he, he was so angry that that would have even happened to someone else as well. He's genuinely irate. Yeah, like, he's furious. Yeah, and I love the fact that his dog's name's Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Well, we're talking about dogs. Do we have a dog update? So, <laughs> I had to ask. We have this, to ask. This was a funny one because the fact that there was a dog in this film for quite a bit made it tricky for me to navigate. So Todd was in the room. My, my dog Todd was in the room with me like the entire film. 
often like sort of playing with his toy and stuff and whenever Kevin was on the screen I tried to like keep Todd <laughs> occupied or like, get my foot in front of his face or so he actually did pretty well because Kevin barking was obviously always going to be an issue but a lot of the other scenes like no, Todd wasn't actually watching this one but it's a definitely if you've got a dog that barks at dogs <laughs> what a dog in this movie can happen in this movie there's only one sort of character that I didn't really like, I think, and it was that old dude at that trash and treasure sort of place. Like the oh, um, creepy was he? He was very creepy. I think it was called was. the Killer Sills or something. Like was where they went, and yeah. um, he was creepy. But I sort of felt bad for him at the same time because, and I didn't know whether that's my fault because I'm too trusting, and like maybe he is a bad guy because he's making profit off people's stolen things that are being resold. But mm-hmm. I was like, you know, Ruth stole from him, yeah. and then got whacked across the face and I was like oh we only saw this guy for a small amount of time but did he really deserve that like I I definitely think he knows he's getting stolen stolen goods not to mention Tony's got a good moral compass yeah (laughs) if he's an idiot he's doing it for the right reason Mm. But didn't Ruth smack him with the box as well? Like well, in the face? Yeah, accident. Yeah. I don't know yeah. it was an accident, but I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of feel bad for him, but I also think he knows exactly what he's doing in selling those things. <laughs> that, that, that was the only sort of thing yeah. I could think of. I was like, oh, I felt a bit bad for that guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you that. I liked the, uh, I mean, I didn't like the cop, but I liked the, the portrayal of the cop and how he was kind of like, you know, there's all these other things to do. He's got his, he's got his divorce hanging in. He's kind of like the whole world's crumbling around him. He, he can't search for this, this laptop that's missing. It's sort of like a, a. We've looked at a lot of films in this this collection. We've looked at where the cops are portrayed or security people are portrayed like really poorly and done poorly. Whereas yeah. this guy, you get the idea that he's not a great cop, but you sort of have a bit more feeling towards yeah, him and understand. Yeah, he's yeah, a bit I feel more. Like real. he's trying his best. Oh, that scene might come back in later. Ooh, Ooh. negative. Okay. Parts of the film. Um, yeah, he was alright. Even the so the main villain. Let's call him main villain, even though he got hit by a bus, but. He kind of Christian is Christian. Sort of set up as the main villain. Yeah, deleted by the bus. I liked when he got hit by the bus. I thought yeah, I thought so that was nice. good. Like you're it's like coming oh, up in my like scenes. Yeah, <laughs> and then you find out that obviously the other guy's pretty bad too. Yeah, I like the fact that they set up this bad guy. The first scene you see him is him having a shit on top of the toilet. Yeah, that's automatic. You're like, I don't like this guy. Yeah. This is a bad guy. He's a dick. Um, <laughs> I really liked that scene because they it was done so well. Where you've got Ruth and. Tony having this like fun they've, they've saved the laptop and having this dance partying. they're having a party they're drinking yeah. they're having a dance and like the camera sort of panned across like the the screen to like her mould of the footprint and then it literally just transitioned across to him on the toilet and you could see that it was exactly the same <laughs> shoes yeah. so I liked yeah. that they just revealed who that person was and now we're going to see what he's like I yeah. thought that was really good it's some really yeah. nice editing in this yeah hmm. I thought that was really cool uh, any other characters or do you want to talk like um, comparisons or any other actors that we think could have been alright or to be honest, for a guy who's having his directorial debut um, for a film that's on Netflix, he's done pretty well to get Elijah Wood as, as Elijah Wood's good get. Yeah, as one of your main as one of your main actors mm-hmm. in this film. We probably haven't seen as many Hollywood stars in the first what's yeah. his twenty seventh Netflix. Well, it, film? But the Mel- the main female, she's Melanie. She's pretty well known as well. Yeah, like, I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. my IMDb. It was driving me crazy. Me too. She's the crazy chicken fly of the Concords. Oh, no, no, she's the crazy chicken two and a half men. Two and a half, two and a half yeah. men, sorry. Oh, two and a half men, yeah, sorry. Yeah, she's Ruth. Yeah, she's one that chases yeah, Charlie, yeah. yeah. The name of him, two and a half men. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that was me too. Oh. Like, the, the, the movie starts and I'm like, I know you. Yeah. Who the hell are you? I know exactly who you are. And I'm like, yeah. no, you're none of these and things. Like, you're in, you're in like so many things. I'm like, I haven't seen any of these things. And then two and a half men and been like, oh, well, no, you're not two and a half men. Yes. And then I realised it was... Yeah. Well, on your own, your IMDb. I, <laughs> I was, I went on and I was like, oh, 
I didn't really want to look anyone up. So I just went through the cast list of the characters' names. And there was a guy on there whose character's name was Donkey Dick. Yeah. <laughs> the bald guy was like selling the, the guns to them out of the van. <laughs> and his uh, actual character yeah. name was yeah. Donkey Dick. He's in like a one minute scene. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not sure if his name is, but that, that's, that's, that's what he calls him. Yeah. That's what he calls him, yes. And that, that, that's what he's whispered. Yeah, he calls uh, him Donkey Dick in the movie. <laughs> I was just like, wow. Oh, that's right. He talks about his mum. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was quite funny. So did you have other ideas then on who you thought could have been in the movie? Nah, I, no. I thought it was cast pretty well. Yeah, I did too. Oh, damn, I thought you were going with someone. Oh, no, just because he asked. I was yeah, like, no, no, I thought, thought he was going Yeah, I thought, I thought, I thought Jesse was asking for a reason. I'm like, oh, what I don't think you could have asked for much more from everyone that was in it, really. Like, they all... Yeah, yeah they, all, they all did a good job. And yeah. I, I, I definitely bought Elijah Wood as that, like, absolute nutcase weirdo. Like, so good. I, he, I was so in on him being that. I'm like, yeah, I can definitely see that. When we spoke about the cast list before this episode, like, last week, and, yeah, when I saw Elijah Wood, I was like, good, I'm looking forward to this because he's so versatile. He Like, he can... He can do so much. Mm. And I just, yeah, I think I think he was awesome in this. So, <coughs> look at some scenes, I guess. Some what what's yeah. scenes stood out for you, Hater? Oh, I got a few. Um, Good. I'll, I'll keep going with Elijah Wood. I loved the the scene where they where they confront the people in the house with a laptop. Yep. And he's just got no idea what to do with his weapons. <laughs> he, he he's trying to kind of pull off that he's like this you know martial arts fighter master he pulls out his kung fu sticks and the guy just takes them off him straight away and, and when he gets in the house he just kind of throws the ninja star, side, the ninja star sideways I, I just love that he, he, he tried to come off of this but just had no idea what to do with his weapons it was hilarious I laughed out loud when he smacked the guy in the face so that's it I was just like that was so, so good I laughed out loud when he pulled the star out of the wall that's how hard I threw it it took him a while to get it out didn't it I also like that scene where um, like towards the where Ruth closes the laptop, walks off, and then has to go back. She's like, oh, I need the charger need the too. Charger. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was great. <laughs> I'll be honest, the first, like, 40 minutes of this film, I thought was hilarious. Yeah, like, some good stuff in Obviously, there. it changed tone and kind of even moved a little bit out of the comedic side of things, but yeah. it was so funny, like, genuinely funny. Yeah. I was having a ball watching it. I, I mean... I- it was disgusting, but I love the old guy breaking her finger. <laughs> and you seen that? <laughs> Jesus Christ, what the hell was that? I got that in that my was, scenes I didn't like. Oh, I like <laughs> Just one. for the grossness. <laughs> when they first go to um, Christian's parents' house and the dad gets home with like his personal bodyguard <laughs> and he's running around every single room in the house yelling out, clear, clear, clear. I, I love that. That was great. I, I liked that follow-on from that scene too, where they pull the gun on him and, and <laughs> Tony just drops the coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good thing. She spends all the time trying to get the coffee out of the rug. <laughs> there was um, there was a good one. Um, so when you're going into kind of that shop in the junkyard where got the stolen stuff, they walk past um, a toy rocking horse. It's a bright yellow rocking horse, and on it the is a tag. sign that says, not a real horse. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Good attention. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Good attention to detail. Mm. Anything else? Uh, I I like the scene of just uh, of Ruth creating that mixture in the process of, uh, process of her getting the shoe print yeah, out of the wall. I had that down as well. I, I thought that was done really well and was really clever. It looked really good. Yeah, and like, I wouldn't have thought of that. Watching mm. her go to the shop, doing buying the yeah. cement or whatever it is. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. Um i got some more. You want to jump in? I think you're on a roll here. Yeah, yeah keep going. Um, oh, I burst out with laughter when Christian got hit by the bus. <laughs> I actually burst out with laughter. Oh, I didn't laugh because I, was, I was surprised. I, that's yeah. why I was thinking I was so surprised yeah. and I just burst out. That was great. Um, I really liked the, sh- the shootout at the end, kind of in that house 
with Ruth throwing up when the guy gets her hand. <laughs> you've, you've got cough. <laughs> <laughs> you arm up and, and there was a lot of vomit there. Like, there was a lot of vomit going. I've got Ruth vomiting with blood continuously. Yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I can't remember the, the girl's name, but she pops the ninja star in the cheek. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I, I did right you've got a lot of the same ones I've got. I'm loving it. Um, the, the only other one I've got as well, I thought the soundtrack was great. Oh, I wrote that the, down The as music well. and the song throughout this film mm. I thought were fantastic. That was in my film takeaways. I love the, I love the country music and mm. a really nice homely feel to it. Yeah. Just, I think that was just something that I personally enjoyed. Yeah, oh, I, thought, I thought the soundtrack was great. Mm-hmm. Good, MJ? Well, on the, I'll give you the, the this, Heath's again done a lot of the ones I did as well, but the scenes that I thought were really funny... I loved at the very, very start when that lady in the nursing home or in the um, place died and then after she had that big racist rant and then the lady goes, did she have any last words? Because <laughs> at that point, like, you don't know this is going to be, like, funny. Yeah. So they set that up really nicely. And then the bit where um, Ruth was talking about the violation that she felt when she got robbed to a child in bed <laughs> the kid's just looking there like completely confused and then she just starts crying <laughs> she screams out for her mum <laughs> really 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 funny but the other scenes that I, I, I really liked um, uh, it was probably after that time where they were partying and they had their you know drinking and then the sun was setting and they both sort of rest their heads on each other on that couch and I think despite all the craziness, you realise in that moment that they kind of don't really have anyone um, and re- regardless of everything else going on, it was nice for them just to be close to someone and you, you definitely feel that throughout the, the rest of the film. But it, was, it, it kind of just brought me back a little bit because I, I was having so much fun with this film. It just showed me that there's just another layer to it which I liked. Um, and the last thing for me that stood out was uh, when they do go to, the, to, to Christian's parents' house how they framed them next to those massive lamps and they just seemed so tiny and they're trying to pretend to be cops, <laughs> right? And they're just like, the director was really clever in letting you know that they're so far out of their depth and you yeah. can just visually, um, you know... Feel that. See yeah. it. Yeah. Like, it was, it was really, really well done, but... It was also funny before that how long it took Ruth to get the police badge out of the cereal box oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the car park. It took her age. She couldn't find it. She, she was tipping the cereal everywhere before she actually found it. So many little funny moments like mm. that. Very, very clever. I gotta, I gotta, oh, so, yeah, you guys have covered a lot of the stuff I had as well. I, I want to go, go back right to the start of the film, that intro where um, she's sitting in the traffic in the car and, um, you know, the radio talk was you know, about mass shootings, hospitals, like riots. Um, and then like you cut straight to this lady that, um, you know, is dying under her care. It sort of set like just within a couple of seconds, you had this awesome setting for what her world is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then you, you cut to her in the supermarket. And I really like the supermarket scenes where at the start you see, you know, people are knocking stuff off the shelves as they walk by and she picks it up and puts it back. And, you know, she goes to a bar, a guy spoils the book for her, the dog craps on her lawn, just highlights how bad people are like straight away. Mm-hmm. The cops don't help her. And then, you know, and then you follow through with the scenes later on where she doesn't care anymore. Like she goes to the, the supermarket and she's like pushing through the lines, cutting to the front of the line. I liked mm. those supermarket scenes. I thought they were really good. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of scenes what? in, there are a couple of scenes uh, in her actual house where, so the first time when 
she's robbed. And then the second time when Christian's in the house and the camera work, especially down that hallway was awesome. Like there's one where the camera's just focusing on the hallway and you're waiting to see what they're going to find. And you just see her grabbing the knife on like out, just out of frame a little bit. Yeah. And they did that twice, like really well. Like they used that hallway just, just to sort of create that environment and that mm-hmm. tone really well. So I really enjoyed those scenes. Um, I like the, towards the end, uh, when, Tony and her, she's trying to get Tony into this boat to get across the lake. And I really like these quick, nice little cuts, like he's hurt and she's doing it all. And you didn't need to see her, like, you know, her dragging him in. It was just done nicely. And I think that sort of, like you spoke about before, the editing in this film throughout was like really good. On, on point. Um, last one, I liked the, the conclusion at the end where you see Ruth sitting back in the traffic like she was at the start of the film and she goes back and she's making those beds in the hospital again. So even though she's had this um, sort of adventure or this whatever's happened to her, we still see that that normality is still there at the end a little well, bit. I think that that's that's kind of the, the the funny thing with this film is is that normality or is that what she was trying to get away from in the first place? Because you're talking about this person who's just genuinely not that happy with her life, and I think if Tony dies at the end, you sit there and go, "Oh, what the hell was the point of that?" Like, yeah, you know, you had this nice discover health self discovery, and you went on a bit of a journey. Um, of finding out who you are, but you're back in the same position. I, I, I think that Tony being there at the end, as cheesy as it was, was nice. See, like I sat there at the end and I, th- <clears throat> Tony at the end, you see him like cooking the barbecue and he's got that smoke that's sort of yeah. around him and he's got like a crutch in his hand. So they're trying to make it that he's physically there. But it was like that trying to be left open to interpretation that, Maybe it was an illusion. Like he he had actually died. I did read some stuff today. Yeah, what did people that? say? People, yeah. Oh, there was a few people. So because they thought he, that his face was kind of surrounded by a halo. I read. Well, yeah. That's what it was supposed to look it was like. Supposed initially. To look you like, turn around yeah. and think, oh, she didn't remember yeah. Tony. Oh, shit, he's actually there cooking the barbecue. Yeah. Was- yeah. I, I mean, I, I I read quite a few things about that. I I didn't pick that up when I was watching. I thought, Can okay, I he's, he's okay. Yeah, busted. Go for it. Yeah. Well, I got to go because this is one thing I liked about it was the um, make on Blair, the director. Um, basically came out and said he understands that the final scene was a bit cutesy but he didn't want to kill off Tony Um, good he mentioned how there was enough mayhem and craziness in that final 15 minutes to satisfy the needs of any genre movie which is 100% true absolutely right and he didn't want the emotional tone at the end for people walking out being like depressed and mournful like okay this is all well and good but like it sucks for her yeah Um, and you still walk out thinking it was like yeah life's not awesome but this was a bloody fun ride yeah um so he did he does literally say to me there was never any other option than for him to survive okay and that Good. and that Ruth might be if not totally turned around at least a little bit better off than when we first met her so there you go yeah absolutely well, because I, I think I agree with your point if Tony dies yeah she's, she's in the exact same spot yeah. as she was at the start of the movie and yeah. that's what I thought was happening I'm like oh this mm. was this was a lot, like a really fun ride as an yeah. audience but then but she's I'm back in the same place her. and she hasn't moved anywhere if, if, if Tony's not there. It's a hard way to end it too because when, yeah. when Tony was there, I was like, ah, oh, that's a bit of a cliche. Yeah. But I was like, ah, oh, but I, I, you kind of need it. Yeah. Mm. it was, I'm, uh, I'm just sitting here because I'm... Jesse. My thoughts are that at times I don't like it when directors come out and say, this is what I meant in a film or this is what I... I don't think he, I don't think or, it was ambiguous. Watching that, it was, he was there. I'm just like yeah, I yeah. didn't think it yeah, was like, either. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just like I'm just posing the question because it could have been that, and obviously he's proven this wrong, but it could have been that she'd rebuild that connection with her friend and the daughter and the husband, and they're happily like there. She's realised I've got people I can lean on now. 
Tony's gone, but I realized I've got these friends I can actually lean on. And she's sitting there with them at the end. And he's just sort of there in the background as a, as a reminder of her, hey, you've got these people to help you. But when now, you watched the film, you didn't think that. No, but you just mentioned before how you liked when they're on the couch leaning on each other. They've realized they've got someone. Yep. They've got someone for each other. Yep. And now if he had have died and he died, she's realized, okay, I can trust people. There are some okay people in the Different, world, especially, yeah. especially these people. Yeah. And maybe, you know, Tony's been the one that's allowed her to do that. And that's why they have him in that scene at the barbecue because he's reminding her, hey, use the, you look at the people around you. They are there to help you. But obviously that's wrong, but that's, yeah, just how I, I thought it could have been read. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I don't, yeah. Hmm. No, that would have been, that would, that would would have been a really nice way to do it. I yeah. think it would have, yeah. the average cinema girl would have been like, huh, why? Yeah. Like, yeah. That sucks for her, but. Yeah, I, but I don't get why they needed that ambiguity, like of having the smoke that, around him and I the halo was, and that sort I of stuff. I think that was meant to be like a last little cheeky, cheeky laugh, laugh for you to be like, "Ah, oh, he's dead. Oh, that's really cheesy. He's in the sky. Ah, oh, he's not dead." I, I honestly thought they were, they wanted you to think that he was dead, and yeah. this is her yeah. looking at the clouds, and then you realize that he's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which was him, him just having one last little bit of, bit fun, of fun with the audience. Yeah, no, it's good. Man. I like that. Um, what? Is there anything we didn't like? That's the most scenes I reckon we've spoken about. Of yeah, positive probably. Mm. Like, this mm. is yeah. voting well for the film. Is there anything that you didn't uh, like? There was one, well, I, can't, I didn't like it, but I think we've spoken about it before. It then goes, well, where, where, Ruth, where Ruth steals the lawn tiger. I don't like it because it's not in her character. You know, she doesn't, you know, she's angry for people being dicks and then she goes in and bees a dick and takes this guy's lawn tiger. But then that sets up a great shit, um, scene with Tony Mm. kind of being that moral compass and telling her no you've done it wrong so I'm really kind of conflicted if I didn't like the scene or not because it starts off I didn't like it but then it's, but then without that then you don't get the great Tony scene I don't think that was out of character for Ruth I don't think she mm. was like very much right or, as right or wrong as Tony I think mm. she was she was pretty reckless by that point I guess by that point I guess for, but I guess from the start I'm not sure has she has she gone that full reckless yet by that point in the movie like she's picking up the the thing that the the food that falls off the aisles in the grocery store and thing like that. I guess that's the point of her. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Bugger bugger everyone. Yeah. Everyone's Mm. an asshole. Um, I didn't like, so the only things that I didn't like in it were maybe they were meant to be jokes and they didn't hit well with me. That's, that's the only thing I can think like that I could really think of. So when they go to buy the guns off the, the bad guys buy those guns out of that and the guy goes, oh, it smells like you've been sleeping in a van, like you stink. And then their response was, oh, it smells like pork chops because we just dropped your mum off. And I was like, mm, yeah, bad and, yeah, bad joke. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that. Yeah, you, you're well in your right. Yeah, and then the other one was um, towards the end where they're in the forest, Ruth and the, the guy, and um, he goes, oh, have you ever eaten cat meat? And she goes, oh, you mean cat food? And he goes, no, cat meat. It makes you invisible. I was like, Mm, okay, <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was just like, yeah, it was a bit. He was also a bit crazy that guy. Yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That, that was they're the only things that I was like, oh, I don't really get how they fit in, or if they're meant to be funny, or yeah, yeah. that was all it was. I think that there was a couple of scenes, kind of at the start. There was one scene where Ruth's by herself, just kind of like swaying and dancing with her beer bottle by herself, and. I want to say I didn't like that. It was just a bit slow when we just had like some like crazy enjoyment and jokes. And I was just kind of watching that going, now let's go back to the fun stuff. Like, and I guess it, it's important to have it in there, but I was also wanting it to keep going with the fun stuff. Yeah. I mentioned the cop scene earlier. I, yeah. I, that scene with the cop at the police station where he kind of laid it along the line. I just, I hated the cliche of if I came into your work and told you what to do, yeah. it's been done yeah. so yeah. many times. Yeah. And, that scene was sort of important for Ruth to continue on her path of being a vigilante. 
Um, I wish they had a, you know, this this film was really unique, mm. and I wish they had done something a little bit more. I was watching that going, no, you're better than this. You don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah, I know we spoke about it, but I hated the fact that he ruined the book for her. Like, what yeah, the hell? yeah, oh, it's so frustrating. And it's good that later on when Tony's reading it, he's like, don't tell me what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't even have to say that. That's why I put spoiler alerts in our podcasts. Correct. All right. What are some themes? What was I think there's a bit in this film. That it's a bit, there's lots of stuff yeah. it's trying well, to say. I saw an uh, interview that the director Macon Blair did, and he said in the interview the message of the movie is to not be a dick. Yep. It's for yeah. people not to be assholes. Yeah. <laughs> it's as the director said. He, he said it's as close as an overarching statement that I can make about society right now. <laughs> it's the message of the movie. It's more relevant than ever. There's yeah. a quote in the movie. Yeah. What do you want for people not to be assholes? Yeah, that's that's the movie. That's it. That's it. Uh, so yeah. So but mind you, the movie doesn't like make you not want to be an asshole. Like no. you don't sit there and go, you know what? I do behave badly sometimes. Yeah. And people shouldn't live in a world where I behave badly. I, th- I think like if you look into it a little bit further, it's, you know, it's there's hostility that people sort of encounter on their day to day lives, and the way that people treat each other may not be as nice as it could be. I don't think it is at all. Mm. But I don't think it does a good job of making no. you not want to do want, that. I want to do that. No, no. Which I don't think was the Doesn't, point. No, either. not the point. No, it's probably no. It's probably not. It's just highlighting that yeah, this is does. how this is what you know our busy lives. This is how people treat each other. It's not necessarily a nice yeah. thing. You know, the world's a mean place. Even when she's knocking on doors saying I got robbed, everyone's just kind of like, ah. Oh. I mean, like, what else yeah. would you do? But yeah. there's only one guy who's just like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, the the film was dealing with her depression as well. So yeah. that that's a that's a big theme. It's like her breaking point, and she's had that, and then been able to to go and try and again change is change something that she she, she amplified or definitely like mm. and it's a it's a very conscious decision to make these changes and it's not inspired by her mental health by any means no. it's inspired by her wanting action yeah but it does bring this assertiveness about her that she didn't have prior to that and I, I think like the scene towards the end where um, Christian like she's in that house and he's like, "Oh, how much money do you want? I'll pay you off." And but her payoff wasn't money or anything like that. She just wanted people to be nicer. Yeah, so, exactly. So yeah. It didn't yeah. So the payoff for her was to make yeah, to get people yeah. to respect each other yeah. a bit more. For people to change. Yeah. Pretty bloody noble. Mm. Yeah, and maybe a little bit that ordinary people can stand up and make a stance too. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Because mm. nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's also like a revenge tinge to it. Yeah, as well. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that comes from her feeling violated. And, that, and she mentioned that a couple of words. She's like, I feel violated. Yeah. I feel violated. She was saying that so to the three-year-old yeah. girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, um, I don't know if you've ever been burgled, but that is 100% the one thing that you feel like, yeah, it sucks that you lose things, yeah. but you feel like dirty that someone's yeah. been in your house. Yeah, someone's been in your house. It's a shocking feeling. Yeah. And they captured that really well. What do we take away from the film? I think it, to me, it did. It, I kind of touched on this earlier. It did feel like two different films. I think it changed tone really quickly yeah. in about the 45, 50 minute mark. It started getting really violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Real quickly got really violent. The, the fun, comedic side of it almost ended. Yeah. And then it went, and like, then it went to I'm violence. Like, like they, got, they got themselves in too deep, and this is kind of yeah. where we get to. And you know what? Initially, that kind of bothered me a little bit, but the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, you know what? This is an ambitious film, and I'm, yeah. I'm happy that he. That he did that, so I think Macon Blair called the film a soft-boiled crime movie. Um, so it's basically a detective story, but everyone's sensitive and everyone's kind of easily frightened. So he wanted it to be sweet and sad, yeah. which again, you just don't see this in films. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a really, it's nice to it's see good. things that are different, and, mm. and it works. 
it sort of had like this hipster sort of trendy sort of feel to me too it was like a bit out there and a lot of stuff I read was talking about like this is like a 90s film like a very very 90s sort of um, independent sort of film yeah it's very indie yeah very indie very very art yeah I think yeah, I recommend watching it yeah, anytime, really. Strong title, too. I like the title. <laughs> I, like, I like the long title. Long title. So, in yeah. what case, you do like a long title. In what case is a long title not good? And I'm not, I'm not talking about length, but sometimes long titles, uh, they're a mouthful. Yeah, can be. But um, you're, you just generally. Well, I mean, we've just done two movies so far that have had really long titles, and I've just really liked them. I'm, I can't really give you a concrete answer. I just, I like long titles the thing that worries me <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure a good one um, is uh, the Brad Pitt Jesse James movie which is called The Assassination of Jesse James by the Kale Robert Ford which is an absolute mouthful but I like that too the thing that worries me with this is like if I had a, a mate who's like oh what's a good movie you watched recently I'd stuff this up this title up I wouldn't get it yeah, I'd be like, I don't fair. feel in this world something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fortunately, when you type in like I don't, it comes up on yeah. the yeah. straight, yeah. straight away, didn't it? Yeah, but, um, I, I agree. Yeah. I, the title doesn't, doesn't stick in my brain mm-hmm. at all. Um, so, do we have any questions for each other? Anything that you want to ask? I have some questions. Yeah. So, it was in this movie, and I've seen it a few times, kind of in TV shows and movies. Why do people go to a bar to read a book? I guess that's the because uh, this was this was more of a sort of a uh, more rural town. I yeah. guess it's the cafe version of a rural town. I just I just don't get it. Just buy some beer and take it home and sit on your couch. You got no idiots that'll spoil it for you. People are uh, a bit more social than that sometimes. Nah, that, what? <laughs> just buy a beer and sit at home. But she's sitting by herself. She's not talking to anyone. Oh, yeah. Like surely, if you're reading a book, then you don't want to be social because you're reading a book. Sometimes yeah. you just want to go out, and that's why people would go to a cafe or whatever. Yeah. You just want to be out, and in this case, she just wanted to have a beer. Yeah. yeah. And she obviously liked her beer, so she does do she that drinking at home as well. She does, so yeah. Enjoy a beer. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Just don't like it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I so would never do it. It just seems weird. <laughs> When, when she got robbed at the start, they made a big deal about the pills that were stolen from her and she never got mm. those pills back. So, like, was there any consequence of her not taking those pills? Or, like, do you reckon that this behaviour wouldn't have happened <sighs> if question. she didn't, if yeah. she had have got another prescription? That's or a really something? good question. Fair point. Because they were all prescription pills. They were, they? yeah. Mm. <laughs> so maybe none of this out-of-character stuff for her would have happened if yeah, she was actually she still was on medication. medication. I like that theory. Mm. Good. I came out with something good. That's I like that. Good. <laughs> um, Did... Her friend's husband just not like her. Yep, they made that very clear for, as soon for as he any, for any, I mean, for I any reason, though. I also got the feeling that he'd had a long day. day. Yeah. He didn't want to deal it, with it, her. It seemed like he walked in and it's kind of like, oh, she's here again. Yeah, that's but what there's I no, But, you, but you, you, you were never told, though, why, were we? No, nah, I, like, I, I got the vibe that she's he, always, always long day. Day. Yeah, She's like she's always annoyed there, about maybe. something. He's yeah. got his, like, sandwich that he's eating for dinner that he's wrapping. Because then she rang him... And he was giving the kid a bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he wasn't completely rude, but he was just kind of like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually feel like that was more of a reflection on her past. Yeah. Giving you an idea of this is what she'd normally. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like she's always at their place. Yeah, always there, yeah. And that's why the last scene at the barbecue, he's happily they're having yeah. a barbecue with him. So yeah. like, she bought a mate. Yeah. yeah. He, he's got Did, someone to talk to yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, the cop at one stage, he's like to Rufy, goes, "The universe doesn't revolve around you." Like, to me, that was just like saying, hey, this lady deserves someone to look out for her, almost. And I don't, I don't know if that was just more a statement than a question, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I want to know why that family had a bodyguard. Like, yeah, they were rich, but at least that was their, just their house. <laughs> True. Like, That's a good question. But without it, then you don't get the clear, <laughs> yeah, clear, clear. clear. <laughs> like, but yeah, it, it's, I, I, it's even a fair the point. End, yeah. Like when they actually did come in and yeah. kill everyone, old mate was upstairs having a nap. And the bodyguard <laughs> yeah, the bodyguard was really helping them. Because, because didn't, we didn't find out what he did as a job, did we? <sighs> Because I don't think we did. Because I mean, that that could have explained why he's got a bodyguard. Maybe he's you know yeah. he's an important oh, guy. Man. But I'm pretty Damn sure God. I'm pretty sure that we never found out. So it does kind of seem weird that he's got this bodyguard. My last question. This is a bit more deeper. Ooh. Do you think that this situation that Ruth went through restored her faith in the world in any way? Ooh, restored her faith. I'm gonna say probably not because. Tony was great to her, but so that's, I, a, that's a factor though. Yeah, but I, I just don't feel like there was anyone else that would have restored the faith. Like everyone else she encountered, I don't think would have changed her mind. But maybe Tony was enough to change her mind. Yeah, I'm not. But like, I just think, definitely don't think it fully restored yeah, her faith. But I think there's probably just too much in favour of there's still there was still all these shit people. There's a lot the of assholes out there. Yeah, so I, I just think there was, that would probably overweigh the good that Tony was helping her with. Yeah, I'm, I'm unsure on that as well. Yeah, I can't answer that because my interpretation of the film was wrong. So. <laughs> 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 you've gone cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, de- I'm devo. Hey, just back yourself in. No, I'm devastated. Just uh, back yourself like you did on Coin Heist. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, did both Ruth and Tony surprise you with their actions? Like from the first half hour of the, first half hour of the film, did that surprise you how they changed? Um, I was a little bit like I was a little bit shocked that like not Tony well Tony you just see it as a guy walking the dog down the street a couple of times yeah. and then the next time you see he's like bang 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 I think the, the guy walking the dog was a very as soon as you saw him like yeah. punching punch weights yeah. and yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, got <laughs> furious that someone burgled him like that's Tony, Tony okay K. Yeah, but he actually <laughs> calmed down almost more than they did true. yeah he did he, was oh, the <laughs> he threw the coffee cup <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cool. So, are we ready to sort of wrap this up? I think we are. So, at the end of our episodes, we go around the table and give a rating out of five uh, for what we think about the film. Hita, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, So, yeah, the the movie was really funny. Um, It was entertaining. Um, The two leads, I think, were fantastic. Um, And I I really enjoyed watching this movie. It was a great time. Uh, Three and a half out of five. Awesome. Um, I liked it. I thought it was a good film. But I... At the end, I was like, I think I want a little bit more. And I think maybe you've given me that more and t- told me what the end actually meant. Uh, I thought the performances were great. I thought Elijah Wood was awesome. Um, and, yeah, it, like it, it was well done. It was something that – a film that I hadn't seen before, like a different sort of take on a genre style and, and those sorts of things. So um, I, too, am giving it three and a half out of five. MJ? Well, for me, this was surprisingly enjoyable because I really had no idea what to expect within those first five minutes. And I certainly didn't see myself laughing as much as I did, particularly in that first 45 minutes. So I think I was initially a bit bummed when that narrative moved away from the buddy comedy hack vigilante setup. But upon reflection, I did appreciate the risk that first-time director Macon Blair took with this unique story. Job well done. Three and a half stars as well. Oh, wow. We've got a consensus. So we, we always um, add Let these. Let me just <laughs> use my uh, calculator here and work it all Peter out. Peter needs to work out the average between I, the I three of us. I average out to three and a half three out of five. So three and a half out of five for, I can't remember the title of the film. There we go. It's I too long. I don't, I don't feel, feel at home, home in this world, world anymore. anymore. Full stop. 
<laughs> so on our social media, we always chuck up a question of the week. This week, I've taken a bit of dialogue um, from Ruth. I like it when you take dialogue. Took dialogue. So one of the, the questions that she asked was, what are we doing in this world? So very uh, very philosophical sort yeah. of question. Quite a broad question. <laughs> very broad. What are we doing in this world? And I think that's a question Quite that she, stru- she struggled through at the movie with, I thought. Yeah. So, hmm. <laughs> MJ, MJ's love finds is quite funny. It's so broad. <laughs> it is massively broad. <laughs> so we're going to put that on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitter, at Flix Forum. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also on YouTube. Um, if you want to listen yeah. to us on YouTube, please subscribe if you can. That would be nice. Give us a five-star rating. Check us out on Letterboxd. Letterboxd. Yeah, um, I'm Nuggety at... Just at Nuggety on Letterboxd. I think it's Nuggety, yeah. yeah. I'm Heater. Just nice and Just easy. Hater. Yep. Pie's passion. Pie's passion. So we'll, we'll put the links to our letterbox uh, in the show notes as well so you can see those. Next week, we're going to look at another film again. We're looking at the 2017 drama Burning Sands. It's directed by Jared McMurray. It stars Trevor Jackson, Elfrey Woodard, Steve Harris, Tazm Cole, Deron Horton, Christian Robinson, Trevante Rhodes, J.Q. Sorn, and Soraya. Big cast list. Yeah, so that's yeah. because you just pick a bunch of names. <laughs> that's because you name everyone in the movie. <laughs> no, I don't. I take the top starring. Seven Anios had five people in it. I think you named eight. Ha <laughs> 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 ha! Very funny. So, if you'd like to hear what we think about Burning Sands next week, uh, yeah, subscribe to us, and we will have that episode out next week. Been a good one again. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Real good. When's the last time we all agreed that this movie was good. Yeah. It's been oh. a few. We liked Imperial Dreams. That wasn't that long ago, was it? Uh, I'm not sure if MJ liked it as much it. as no, we, we did. Yeah. yeah, I guess this was this was a genuinely yeah. positive conversation. But yeah, mm, great. Right. All right, so that's it. Actually, it. We just wrote it for you. Well, watch hopefully you've seen it. Watch again. <laughs> Maybe pick up on things that we didn't pick up on. <laughs> yeah, let us know. All right, and we'll see you guys next week. See you then. See ya.